we're on. It's time for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is attorney Franz Borkart. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle talking about topics in the media and legal issues that affect your life. Legally Unfiltered is a legal podcast. And this week we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Ronald Sullivan. Now, for those who don't know, Ronald Sullivan's kind of a big deal in the criminal defense world. He was formerly a House Dean of Students at Harvard. He just so happened, and he's represented some famous people, right, Richard? Oh, indeed. He just so happened to also be on the Harvey Weinstein Dream Team uh, up until today. the time we're recording this, um, he actually moved to withdraw today and was granted uh, permission by the judge uh, from the Weinstein case. But when he announced that he was going to be working with the Weinstein team, Harvard had a bit of a reaction. And by Harvard, I mean some of the students in his house. Um, so so as context, for, for those who have been living under a rock, Weinstein has been accused of a plethora of sexual assault, misconduct. You know, it, it, he is the poster child for the Me Too movement, right? If you can imagine misogynistic conduct, he's probably accused of it somewhere along the way. So, so he is the, you know, in the criminal defense world, in the lawyer world, he is the example of the vile client that is accused of horrible things that is nonetheless entitled to a constitutionally sound representation. So based on that, Ronald Sullivan was retained. He was helping out with the team. But once he started working with the team, oh, there was some complaints. Oh, there was some pushback. And ultimately, ultimately, Ronald Sullivan and his wife were removed as house deans. And by the way, they were, Richard, they were the first African-American house deans of that, of Harvard. So we're in such a progressive society, Franz. A woman can be fired for what her husband did at work. Right. Yes. So, so, so we're clear. And, and, and look, I didn't go to Harvard, Richard. I went to Polly Mayberry LSU Law Center. Harvard's kind of like Hogwarts, right? The undergraduate side of Harvard is is very similar to Hogwarts from I I have from a very reputable source who graduated there just a couple of years ago. Um, Almost so much so that it, it seems like the books, the Harry Potter books were kind of written you know, just with with Harvard in mind, or maybe some some uh, some English universities in mind, where the students don't live in dorms, they don't live in uh, frat houses and sorority houses. They live in student houses, where which are these old houses, and and they're converted into rooms, whatnot. And each one of these houses does, in fact, have like a house mom or a house dad who acts as kind of a mentor, kind of an overseer, kind of, uh, you know, just make sure things are running right and nobody's stepping on each other's toes and and And, whatnot. And to be clear, he also has teaching responsibilities. He does. So he kind of runs like a clinic. He's so, a, he's a, he's a, he teaches criminal law at right. Harvard. A, he runs he runs a, a criminal law clinic of some sort. And forgive me, so, I don't remember so he which hasn't, one. So ultimately, the way this kind of spiraled out of the control was it started with complaints. Uh, Harvard's reaction was we were going to take they, they were going to take the temperature, right? They were going to do a little polling and take the temperature of what's going on there. And so they pulled some of the students. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, there's graffiti at his residence. You know, meanwhile, he's he's being made into a pariah for representing yes. this individual. Um, 
maintained by, by the way i think he did a great job of, of maintaining the dignity of 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 the whole point behind our our constitutional system of of representation now we're talking about this because to be frank we're both criminal defense attorneys right and and i have a big issue richard i have oh. a big issue with people who look at criminal defense attorneys and, and equate the fact that i'm providing constitutional representation constitutionally mandated representation and equate that as I embrace the crime of the person accused. Right. So so that being said, it's like you look at you look at Mr. Sullivan, you look at Ronald Sullivan and say, well, because you because you represent this Harvey Weinstein guy, and he is, by the way, the worst of the worst me allegedly. too. Allegedly. Allegedly the worst of the worst me too guy, then you must embrace, of course, you embrace the 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 culture, the sexual assault culture that you is the foundation. It. Yeah. You must so, endorse it. Which is just just absolute BS. And by that, I mean, look, at the end of the day, and, and, and there are some defense attorneys out there, Richard, that, that they can only they can only represent innocent people. And, 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 if, and if they're guilty, they can never represent the guilty people. If all you can represent is innocent people, you might be in the wrong line right. of work. Let me, let me go on the record and be clear on this. Yeah. I have never cared whether or not my clients are guilty or not guilty. And in fact, I've said before on this, on this show, I've said before, it's harder to represent innocent people than to represent guilty people. I'm way harder. I am way, way invested, however, in the bundle of constitutional rights that we all have, you, me, the audience out there, that we all have, that when we don't fulfill, when we allow the erosion of it, right, when we allow that to happen, then the rights become kind of pointless and useless, right? Well, the Constitution becomes neutered at that point. And there's, to me, there's also a certain hypocrisy here. So, we have, we have, okay, it's Harvard, right? So, mm-hmm. Harvard's where Alan Dershowitz Professor Dershowitz lives and plays and practices, right? That's name dropping. Harvard never had an issue with Alan Dershowitz, Dershowitz representing Klaus. Klaus. Then um, Ben Bulen. There we go. Klaus. He's represented all sorts of people accused of horrific crimes. High profile. Never had a problem with that. In fact, the professor, upon seeing what happened to Sullivan, came out against this. Nazis okay. Right. Harvey Weinstein, not okay. There's a bit of hypocrisy there, right? Now, the way Alan Dershowitz phrases it, this is this is the modern day emblem of the what he coins the phrase new McCarthyism. Right. This the way we are handling Me Too is this new McCarthyism, where we're destroying lives first, asking questions later. And by the way, we've talked before, Richard, that in the court of public opinion. There exists no such thing as due process, right? None at all. And the fact remains that what happens now is we protect the alleged supposed rights of an accuser and absolutely eviscerate the rights of the accused. I don't want to live in a world, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to live in a world where we we fault the defense attorney, whether it's a private attorney whether it's a public defender. And by the way, public defenders don't get to choose their clients. Not at all. All right. The only criteria for a public defender is that the client should be theoretically indigent. Right? Theoretically. So, so let's let's handle that first. Public defenders don't get to choose their clients. Nope. You're just handed a file. I don't, I don't want those attorneys ostracized, diminished in, in, in their dignity, or otherwise put in a box because they're representing poor folks. Right. Right? Right. Private attorneys are fulfilling a constitutional 
constitutionally mandated requirement of our justice system. By the way, if these guys don't get good representation, then the system doesn't work. Nope. You can you can hate the center. You can hate Harvey Weinstein. Okay? You can hate the fact that this dude has so much money that he can afford a Ronald Sullivan. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. He's entitled to a representation to competent representation, and if he can afford it, he's entitled to re- to hire Ronald Sullivan, who, by the way, still, even though he's withdrawn, he had a teaching schedule issue. They moved the trial, Richard, from June to September. He's still teaching at Harvard for now. For now. For now. We assume that he will not get fired from the teaching gig. And there's irony, by the way, there's irony in all this, right? He's now not going to represent Weinstein, but he's a for, he's still kind of doing the the consulting part of the gig. If you're Mr. Sullivan, do you want to remain at Harvard after this? I, I I've got an issue. So Ronald Sullivan has his ticket to ride. So sure. so I want you to for those who don't play in the criminal justice world, Ronald Sullivan is a is a criminal justice rock star. Yeah. This guy started his career as as, as doing indigent like work. Like a Tom Brady yeah, of the legal world. Yeah, that's yeah, a great analogy. I mean, he, so long story made short, this guy has his ticket to ride. He can do anything. He has represented some of the, the, the highest profile cases. So he could leave Harvard in an instance and probably not lose much sleep about it. He ain't going to wind up on unemployment if he does. I can promise well, you that. And, and there were people this week that asked me, does does he have some kind of right action? And I, I was like, I'm, I haven't dug that deep into it, whether or not he... You know, I don't know if it was based on anything other than the Me Too movement. There's been grumbles that it may have been based on race. I can tell you what the statement from Harvard was. Tell, do, do tell. Would you like to hear? Yeah. Okay, for starters, the college decided to undertake a climate review consisting of surveys and interviews of students where they would, quote, take actions as appropriate. Is that as vague as anything you've ever heard? Okay, so the students were sent a questionnaire. Right. And they asked whether the students found that Winthrop House uh, was sexist or non-sexist or hostile or friendly. Um, and the the intent, presumably, was that if Harvard decided that the climate required it, Sullivan would be fired as its dean. Now, obviously, we know what happened. And here's the statement that came out from Harvard. Over the last few weeks, students and staff have continued to communicate concerns about the climate in Winthrop House. Uh, The concerns expressed have been serious and numerous. The actions that have been taken to improve the climate have been ineffective and noticeable lack of faculty dean presence during critical moments has further deteriorated the climate in the house. I have concluded that the situation in the house is untenable. So it sounds like what they're saying is things are going bad in the house. The house dean's not around. And for that reason, we're going to give the house dean the boot. Was the house dean not around because they were busy doing graffiti at his residence? It's possible. You know what this was? This was an excellent constitutional teaching moment for that house and for the university as a whole. It was an excellent opportunity to, to, to delve into the fact that because he represents Weinstein, assuming Weinstein is in fact guilty, because he represents Weinstein doesn't mean that he embraces sexual assault, doesn't mean that he embraces a culture of misogyny doesn't mean he embraces anything beyond the constitutional safeguards that Weinstein is required 
and entitled to get. And look, I, I get it. When it comes to the most vile of crimes, the most vile of human beings, the monsters that we want to put away and bury underneath the prison, I understand that we don't want those guys. We don't care about those guys getting their constitutional rights, but it doesn't mean they don't get them. This was a teaching moment for Harvard. And you know what Harvard did? They flushed excellence down the toilet so that they could appear to care. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, and they're getting lots of blowback, right? Alan Dershowitz, one of their own, the new McCarthyism. And, and look, ladies and gentlemen, be not mistaken. You know, it's a great catchphrase, right? New McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. But it's here. We saw it in the Kavanaugh proceedings. We did. We see it anytime, you know, Joe Biden. And I'm no Joe Biden fan, but Joe Biden, he's a little too touchy-feely. A little bit. Little yeah. Bit. Yeah. Kissing kissing hair and smelling ears. We, and- we saw it in, what was the name of that comedian? Uh, uh, he was a comedian. He was on office space, uh, uh, the office where he was accused of not reading uh, nonverbal cues from the date. Um, she never said no. Uh, Aziz Assad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. 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 New McCarthyism is here. Mm hmm. And what that stands for, and again, we circle back, we circle back to the principle, the question of, of, we circle back to the question of, do you get due process in the court of public opinion? And the answer is no. Never, 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 never. Um, in, in an article by The Atlantic right now, you can read all about this fun stuff. And there's a, or the article opens up with a great quote. Def- defense attorneys often arouse what John Adams called, quote, a clamor of popular suspicions and prejudices when representing reviled clients. What's and, John and Adams' exactly, claim to fame, Richard? Well, of, among being I mean, the, besides uh, being the first vice president of the United States. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, from a criminal defense attorney standpoint. From a criminal defense attorney standpoint, before we had a United States, uh, John Adams was a defense attorney for British soldiers. Right. Who were accused of firing upon innocents gathered in an alley in Philadelphia. Come on. Can you possibly imagine anybody that the public would hate worse at the time than redcoats. Can you imagine anybody? So the, and yet here he stood to defend these guys and give them an honest day in I court. Think, I think the issue for most people is it's always those people. It's always the other, right? Right. And when they come for you, that's when you whine and squeal oh, yeah. and grasp for those rights that but five minutes before that, you were kind of like, eh. That's not going to happen to me. Right, right, right. That's somebody else's problem. You know, you know there, was a, your problem. there was a quote from the, the documentary, Making a Murder. There was a quote. We can all guarantee to the world that we're not going to commit a crime, but we cannot guarantee that we're not going to be accused of a crime. Right. And here it is. Look, I'm, I'm okay with the proposition that Harvey Weinstein is guilty. I, I don't know enough about the facts. I know that there's a a a ton of of victims. I'm going to call them victims because that's what the justice system calls them. Sure. That are accusing him of all sorts of stuff. And and look, at the end of the day, if he's guilty, he deserves a consequence for what he has allegedly done. And that consequence will likely be jail time. It will likely have a pecuniary portion of it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, before we railroad him, 
we're going to give him a fair trial because we should want the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. We should want the alleged monsters, the serial killers, the worst of the worst. We should want to do it right because if we don't do it right, then we have to do it again. And And further, if we can't guarantee these supposed monsters a fair trial, how can we guarantee anybody else a fair trial? Well, that's and that it, it comes full circle. My worldview has always been, Richard, when they come for me, I want the same bundle of rights that I've hopefully been ensuring to people I represent. Now, that all being said, just to come back full circle, Ronald Sullivan is no longer Housteen of Winthrop, right? Right. He is no longer... Ironically, he's no longer representing Weinstein and beyond. I think he simply and this was and by the way, at the time of the recording of this episode, I think it was it was today that he was released from representation. As of today, as of the recording of of today's episode, he was allowed to withdraw. And by the way, when he withdrew, he talked about how much he's gone through as a result of all this, not as the reason why he withdrew, he withdrew because because again, the September trial date would con- would would basically conflict with his teaching obligations, and right. it's too late to, to basically take a sabbatical at this point. So he's ironically no longer even representing Weinstein, which on all accounts would give Harvard an opportunity to do what? Make it right, right? But did they? Uh, as of today, no. They, they can't unring that bell. And listen, Franz, you, again, you mentioned it. We're both criminal defense attorneys. This raises both of our hackles. And, you know, Mr. Sullivan's not the only high-profile attorney that this has happened to. Anybody remember the name Chris Darden by any chance? Yeah, what happened with Darden? Oh, my goodness. I well, remember Darden. That's OJ, you, you right? That's right. OJ prosecutor. That's right. That's right. One of the prosecutors, Christopher Darden, one of the prosecutors in the OJ trial, was representing a California man charged with killing the rapper Nipsey Hussle. Notice I said was. Okay. Representing the man allegedly killing Nipsey Hussle. Now, Nipsey Hussle was a popular, popular guy. Apparently, he did a whole lot for the community. And so naturally, anybody accused of killing Nipsey is a social pariah. Nobody wants this guy around. He's toxic. He's gross. And the people were so upset with Christopher Darden for representing Nipsey Hussle that they actually demanded to know what his fee was and threatened the safety of his children. This what is the mob. What business is it to anyone what the fee is? None. Like, what was the logic there? There is, well, I guess they want to know how much money are you taking to represent Nipsey's killer, which for starters, that hasn't been proven who killed Nipsey. But let me circle back to the last part, threaten the the safety of his children. Now, Franz, I don't have kids. I know you do, but I got nieces and nephews and boy, if somebody threatened them over my job. mm. So I have a a colleague, a friend, someone I I know from the, the trial lawyers college who represents essentially those accused of sex offenses in Michigan. She's very talented. Um, and she represented one of the worst of the worst and she's gotten death threats, you know, and, and look, I I'll take a firm stand on that. It's one thing to not like who I represent. Right. And not like me because I represent them. Right. It's a whole nother thing to threaten me mm-hmm. and my family. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and by the way, you best bring kryptonite. Yeah. So, and so I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'm at a loss, man. That's on on what planet is that okay? Well, we're dropping ourselves into this nasty lowest common denominator of mob mentality in America, and it's 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 
if it doesn't feel gross, if if you don't feel icky when you read stories like this, uh, you need to check your evaluation of. This. So this this new McCarthyism, this new mob mentality creates the frenzy, right? It does, and the frenzy. Like any good witch hunt doesn't stop until someone's burned. That's right. Or it sinks to the bottom of the lake. I just, folks, I I just worry about our society. I worry about when we start killing the, 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 the stability of our system by going after lawyers for what they do. Look, you don't have to like lawyers. There's lawyers I don't like, Richard. You don't have to like lawyers, but at the end of the day, you should not fault them You should not fault them for providing constitutional safeguards. And frankly, what you pay your attorney is your business and nobody else's. And to be candid, I would never disclose what I'm getting paid by a a, a client to anyone. That's their business. Never, 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 never. never. All right. All right. Okay, so we got to calm down, guys. And unfortunately, we're reaching the end of our time. So that's been it for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. Folks, check us out on the web at www.legallyunfiltered.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find the podcast on iTunes. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud. You can find the podcast on Google Play and even the new Apple podcast app. And you know what? You can even find it on your Apple TV. So so by the way, folks, we're also on the radio. We're on AM Talk 107.3. That's right. Um, You can find find us on their app their website um we are all over the place let us know how what you think uh, drop us an email at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com and that's about it the views and opinions expressed in legally unfiltered do not constitute legal advice if you would like it legal advice on the topics that we've discussed send us money that's right go ahead and retain us do not kids try this at home <laughs>